What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. We are back in the Brita Water Filter Studio. Today, as we come closer to the spring, as, as we get closer to spring training, um, we are probably like two or three weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, I wanted to talk about one team specifically for baseball that I have been not I've been doing a little bit more research on them as of recently. I mean, the top um, top 100 prospects just came out, and one of their prospects is high on that list. Uh, you, I mean, realistically, if you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen that I've had three or four three or four posts about this team specifically in the past week or so, um, and it's the Chicago White Sox. So I just wanted to take a look at their roster and kind of. Uh, go over why I think they will be a team to. They'll be a team to watch this year, and I think they could be a team to, a team to keep your eye on in the future. Now, we'll start with this off season. So this off season, they uh, made a bunch of moves. Uh, they brought in a bunch of people. I mean, they brought in like Nomar Mazzara. They re-signed Jose Abreu. They brought in Encarnacion. They brought in relievers like Steve Ciszek. They brought in uh, Grandal, the catcher. They, I mean, oh, they they brought in oh Dallas Keuchel. They brought in uh, Gio Gonzalez. Uh, Michael Kopech is coming back from injury. Obviously, that's not a um, acquisition, but I mean, you look at these acquisitions, and I really think they have improved their roster. I don't know if they are a playoff team. I would say they should realistically they made like I mean one two three four five I mean six pretty significant significant moves this offseason to bolster bolster their roster in a place where their their fielders and their hitters look pretty good their bullpen could could use a little bit of work but at the same time like I mean, they brought in. Um, I I don't know if Cologne was someone that they brought in, or if they had Cologne. I'm not 100 percent sure, but like the people who they brought in. I mean, they're starters. They brought in two starters that are pretty. Like, I mean, Keiko maybe is a little bit past. He's not as good as he was a couple seasons ago, um, maybe. And I mean, but that's obviously something. He's in a new opportunity. He got paid, but you look at the roster itself, and you look at. A lot of the, some of the homegrown talent that I think is really setting them apart from some other teams like in the league. Um, you look at teams like the, I mean, obviously it's a little bit different now. You kind of look at them in a little bit of a different light. But the Astros, they brought up a bunch of young players. And maybe they weren't young at the time, but they, they, they grew a bunch of young players to become a playoff team and they won a world series and they competed for another world series last year they lost obviously but you look at teams that are building 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 it that way um and that's why one reason why i've kind of been looking at them a little bit more obviously luis robert or luis roberts i don't know how to pronounce it. i've heard it pronounced both ways uh i'm gonna pronounce it robert uh just because that's robert i i guess that's not correct because i was watching the Top 100 prospects, and they were pronouncing uh, Robert. So, or Robert, um, he. So, a lot of the posts that I've been making about the White Sox have been about him in a way. Uh, recently, Tops uh, was selling Tops Now cards that had him with the rookie card logo on it. Now, something that Tops has not done in the past, that at least that I've seen it, they haven't. 
sold rookie card. They have, and I don't know. I'm not sure. Someone, maybe someone can correct me on this, but I, I don't think. I think I'm correct here. I'm not 100 percent sure, and I'm sure there's been exceptions. But at the same time, someone will correct me if I'm incorrect here. But usually, players don't get their rookie card or a card with the rookie card logo until they make their debut. And even after they make they de- make their debut, for example, um, Bo Bichette and uh, Jordan Alvarez both got um, cards from. 2019 that had the had a had a it had a logo called and it was call up and it was, or called up but it wasn't the rookie card logo and they were selling tops now Luis Robert Luis Robert cards with the rookie card logo on it now he just signed a six year extension I think he I think MLB Pipeline rated him the uh, number two prospect I'm gonna look this up as I'm speaking here I was he it was either, no number three prospect behind Gavin Lux and um, Wanda Franco. And you look at that system that Chicago has, and I think they've clearly been able to develop talent. Um, Like you have players like Jose Abreu, you have players like Eloy Jimenez. Last year, he signed that big contract. Uh, Tim Anderson's another player who kind of got brought up through the White Sox system. Uh, Tim Anderson's an interesting player, and I I don't know if I had a podcast back... I, I don't think I did because last April he had the thing with the with the bat flip and I was still really focused on creating like a ton of Instagram content um, and I I think I must have made a post about him but the point that I was trying to make is that moments like that I think are going to drive um, sales, I think, in the future, because I think people are going to come in and a moment like that where it's going viral, as maybe more people come in and are trying to collect a little bit more, that's a moment that I think could affect card prices a little, uh, card prices more than it would in the past. Now, the MLB is in some trouble here. Now, they, I've talked about this in the past, but the MLB is probably the third ranked sport in the US, and I would say it's not rapidly declining, but like, it's not even that far behind the NHL, if I'm going to be completely honest. And I think it's – I've explained why, and it's because the MLB hired a media company to copyright strike a ton of content that was being made about the MLB on the internet, like videos and stuff that were being used, and where the NBA was built on that type of content, built on people sharing and posting replays and uh, highlights. Now, um, the point I was trying to make – is that Tim Anderson's highlight, the bat flip, and the bat, I'm not even, I don't know why I would even refer to it as an incident. The bat flip, it was a momentous bat flip last year in the, in the, in the, in the, in the beginning of the season. I mean, I think that's going to bring more people back. So if that's why, one reason why when I see these bat flipping types of things and pitchers are like disrespected, it's like, dude, you don't even realize that that is bringing in more fans than you complaining about these people throwing the bats and like they're not showing you up like oh yeah maybe they're show okay maybe they are showing you up but they just you just got someone just crushed a home run off of you dude like how do you not realize that the, the those types of moments are what the MLB needs because they need the fans and they need the fans to be coming back to the MLB because uh, for however long the MLB decided that they were going to if people were going to enjoy the MLB, they were going to enjoy it on the MLB's like networks and social media channels and not anywhere else. Now, 
Tim Anderson, when that happened, I bought some of his rookie cards. I think, believe they were 2014 tops, and I also bought some Heritage. I bought them for like a dollar. Um, I also, another reason why I liked Tim Anderson was because he is one of the, I think he's doing media in the MLB the best out of any player I can really think of. Um, and I'm sure there's other players that do this. I think, uh, also who's, who's the other player? I think Trevor Bauer is another player that doesn't really, I, th I think I was talking about, I forget off. I, for I think it's Trevor Bauer, but like. Tim Anderson has a team of media people, like social media content people who are making this content for him and using pictures and using, uh, I don't think they use any clips because I don't think you're like allowed to. Um, but like, and then he, and then Tim Anderson goes on to win the batting title in the AL. Um, he was the MLB player of the month in April, which is after the bat flip thing happened. But he also like was, he hit like 360 or something like that. So like he, obviously he had the best, that best um, month, essentially. And that's why when I bought the rookie cards, I haven't looked at the prices now, and I don't know if they've gone up at all, but I would say I bought them for like a dollar a piece. Like, I think I bought eight of them. I bought four regular tops and then four Heritage. Um, I would imagine they would have gone up. I mean, he won the AL batting title. So you look at a player like that on Chicago's roster, and you say he's cl he clearly, I think, is in the right mindset to succeed i guess is that one way to put it but like i think he's also now he's in his fifth or sixth year in fourth or fifth year in the league i think so he is going to be able to influence players like eloy jimenez and luis robert um and i mean moncada you know moncada and kopech came over in that uh chris sale trade and moncada he was the number one prospect i think in 2015 if i'm not mistaken and he hasn't exactly lived up to he hasn't lived up to the number one prospect title. Like he, he didn't really come into the league and set fire to it the way that like Vladimir Guerrero did or Acuna or um, I think it was Acuna or was it actually, sorry, Acuna was number two. Um, but either way, it's, it's the same kind of the same argument here that he hasn't exactly, he was with the Red Sox. He got traded before he, I think he made his debut with the Red Sox and then got traded in the Chris sale trade. Now he, hasn't performed up to that number one potential, but like at the same time, you see how in the Red Sox, I guess have kind of also done a decent job at like building prospects. You look at players like Mookie Betts, you look at players like Andrew Benatendi, you look at players like Jackie Bradley, which he's not a great hitter, but he's really a great fielder. You, or you look at players like Dustin Pedroia for, uh, for that time when he was kind of not injured. And you look at those players that come into the Red Sox system and they usually have a little bit of success. Um, they have success at the major league level. I mean, Mookie Betts is, I think, an exception to that rule where he's just otherworldly. So I think the Red Sox probably had some um, part in his success, but I think also I don't want to take away any type of credit that I could give to Mookie Betts there because of what he, how he has stepped up and become a player who, I don't know if anyone else saw this report, probably because it's he's one of the players, that, maybe it's just a Red Sox thing, and I don't know how wide across the league Mookie Betts reports are but he the Red Sox offered him 10 years 300 million he countered with 12 years and uh 420 million dollars which is a five, extra five million dollars per year and an extra two years so I don't think the Red Sox are going to pay him and it's really devastating I think that's a time I need to get into it that's going to be another podcast we're talking now we're talking about the White Sox but like um 
The Red Sox should have paid him forever ago. They should have paid him three hundred million dollars three years ago, uh, realistically. And that's it's, now the now they're way too late. Uh, but you look at the White Sox. Sorry, this is a White Sox podcast, not a Red Sox podcast. I can I'll maybe do a Red Sox podcast in the future. But right now we're talking about the White Sox, and you look at their young their young kind of core. Who they also have another player coming up in the ranks. And that his name is Andrew Vaughn. So he was drafted last year. I believe he was the number three overall pick for the White Sox. Um, he plays first base catcher. So, I mean, you look at their first baseman, they did just sign Jose Abreu, and catcher, they just signed Grandal. So I don't think we'll see. And then even at DH, they signed Encarnacion. So, like, those are the three. And then Moncada's at third. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm co- and unless he wants to move to a middle outfield or a, a, a corner outfield, which they just got Mazzara. So, like, you look at all the positions that Vaughn could potentially play um, this year, and I, I don't really think, honestly, I don't think he's as far along as uh, Adley Rushman is. Uh, Adley Rushman could be on one of – he could be on the major league roster – probably with the Orioles this at the beginning of the year. I don't know if he will just because of uh, service time. I think they'll probably keep him down in the minors. But you look at all the positions that uh, Andrew Vaughn could play, and they're basically all filled. Um, and I don't think there's – you know, you, you kind of think he could be a potential trade piece in some sort of uh, deal at the deadline if they brought in – I don't know who they could really bring in. I mean, if they want to get like maybe a potential another pitcher or another or like a closer, or if they want to bring another relief pitcher, um, there's just no place for him right now. And I don't think you're going to see him this year. Probably. Um, I think he probably has another year or two. I mean, he was farther down on the list. Like Adley Rushman, I think was the number five, um, the number five prospect on that MLB top 100 list, which I do. I'm, I think the next, episode I think is going to be about that I'm going to do like a top five or top 10 but uh talking about the prospects because you know realistically when I got back into sports cards it was like it was the beginning of the 2018 season is when I got back into sports cards and so baseball that whole season that's really all I focused on was baseball and I've gotten more recently into basketball like as of last year um but like baseball I think is something that I really followed a lot of a lot more than I did some of the other sports. So, like, as I'm getting closer to baseball, I think you're going to see probably more baseball-related uh, baseball related content, I hope, at least. I mean, I would imagine there's probably still NBA stuff. I mean, I'm sure Zion is still going to be out there dunking unless he gets hurt again. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for baseball to start again because I think the – and I said this last year, the young talent in the league I think is the best we've seen it in a while – and I'm not going to sit here and try and say, like, 2016 and 2017, we didn't have, like, a lot of young talent. But I feel like the depth of young talent right now in the MLB is some of the best we've seen in a while. Like, I feel like even if the teams themselves aren't good, like, I feel like you're going to be able to see um, individual players are going to be must-watch players, I guess, if that makes sense. And the White Sox were a team that I added onto my list, like added onto my list of teams to watch because of what happened with Robert. Um, and I think Robert, I think will, I think, I think he's going to be on the opening day roster if I had to guess because of what happened with, uh, what's happened with the card that just came out recently. The, the tops now card with the rookie card. 
I don't know. I, I got. I think this is the first time, as of recently, that a card has come out. Like I said earlier in the podcast, with before a player has made their made made their debut with the rookie card logo. So that makes me think that they know that he's going to be making his debut because it was a it was a tops now card announcing the uh, extension, which is weird because the extension happened like months like a month ago maybe so and they did the same thing with that extension that they did with Eloy Jimenez and Eloy Jimenez started the opening started on the opening day roster last year after he signed his extension in the offseason so that's what makes me think Robert is going to be on the opening day roster also like I, I and on my Instagram you can see if some see some of these posts the depth chart on the official White Sox page has Luis Robert as their starting center fielder so uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I think, <laughs> that's why I think he's going to be on the roster. Um, now I was saying that, what was I saying before that? Um, that the depth, that the White Sox were a team that I added that I was interested in. The other two teams that I had that I liked were the Padres and the Blue Jays. And I think the Padres and Blue Jays have the same sort of young talent. And then, but the Padres specifically have like a core of veterans, but then they also have some young talent. I mean, I think Tat- Fernando Tatis like really elevates that team to another level potentially. Uh, the Blue Jays, on the other hand, have like three guys that I think, um, and then they just signed uh, the pitcher from the Dodgers, uh, Ryu, I think his name, and then they just signed another international prospect or an international player. He was a pitcher, I'm pretty sure. Um, so the Blue Jays will be another team that I'm interested to, interested to watch. But the White Sox are a team that I've added to this list because of everything that happened this offseason. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the show, they made some huge offseason acquisitions. They uh, signed who – I mean, people are calling Luis Robert the next Mike Trout. And he – so Robert specifically – and I wish I had structured this a little bit different. I wish I had talked about everything and talked about Robert all in one area because there's a lot to kind of unpack with him specifically. He had his one-of-one one, uh, Super Fractor Bowm, first Bowman. I think it was the auto. Um, it was graded. It sold on Golden Auctions over the summer for $55,000, I believe this card sold for. Now... $55,000 for a card may seem like a lot, but when you see that the one-of-one one Mike Trout Superfractor sold for $400,000 and has been offered at close to a million dollars, you maybe say, you maybe look at that $50,000 and you say, well, if he's, if Robert is supposed to be the next Mike Trout, like that's actually, you, you're going to be making out pretty well when you bought that card for $55,000. Um, I, I, the way that I, you know, I don't know when this – I think it was recently that he kind of has – he's always been kind of the guy that has been talked about in like uh, in the prospect world as like being one of these like – hit. and he also – because he also was the, ML, was the MLB pipeline player of the year last year. So like I would say probably that's when people started kind of paying a little bit more attention. And I could be off base in saying this because like maybe maybe it was when I started paying a little bit more attention and I'm not I'm not speaking for the everybody here, but I would say when he started hitting my radar was when he was like tearing up the miners and then won the M, uh, the MILB, which I think is the I don't know what it stands for, actually, off the top of my head. But either way, he won that award, and then and then he signs this big contract, and it's like a, it's just another player that the White Sox have brought up through the system, um, 
and he's I think he's probably going to be starting in starting this season and I think we'll see how well he does starting off the bat we'll see if um some of those some of those stats translate to MLB at bats I think they should I mean I'm not going to sit here and act like I am the uh I don't I don't think I know for sure what uh what ways to evaluate prospects. I think if I see a guy that I like, I, I don't really overthink it. And I'll say that I like Robert. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's, he, I don't know the specifics about like what he is good at and what he's not good at. I just know that I've been, he's won awards and obviously he's hit well. Um, and he has kind of that a little bit of a larger, not like larger body type, but like an athletic body type where he's not, um, He's probably not going to be an outstanding fielder, uh, but I think he has kind of that hitting outfielder type of body, if that makes sense. Um, and that's one reason. Those are those are all the reasons, essentially, why I wanted to put out this podcast about the White Sox and kind of give my thoughts. Um, you know, I think they have, I think they have like a, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs this year, but I think they have a decent shot. Um, at contending potentially. I mean, with the playoffs for the MLB, it's a little bit different. You only you only have five playoff teams for in the whole in the whole league. Like you have in each AL and NL. Um, so maybe they could sneak in on a wild card spot. I mean, we'll see. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be interesting to. It's gonna be an interesting season to see if the see if the prospects that they've been kind of developing over the past few years can kind of pull it all together and if maybe next year is the year that they're competing for a world series if they bring somebody else in or if this roster just ends up developing at the rate that they have i think they have a real shot um and that is that's going to be it for the episode um you can follow me on instagram heroes for sale uh, if you go to my Instagram bio and you click on that link, you'll find the links to all everything else. Uh, TikTok. Uh, let's see. I mean, those are Instagram and TikTok are realistically the two places that I would like you to make sure that you are following. Um, if you want to support the podcast in any other way, if you click on the eBay link, that will then direct you to eBay. I get uh, affiliate commissions from that. So if you are buying something from eBay and you just click on that link and then go to eBay, you know, that'll help that help out the podcast. Um, there's a merch store. If anybody's interested in some NBA merch, I haven't updated that in the past few months. There's a Luca and a Trey shirt there, but, um, yeah, I mean, I would say if you are looking to support the podcast in any way, just make sure you're following on Instagram, TikTok as well. I mean, if you can, if you want to follow on TikTok, I think TikTok has been, I don't really have to explain <laughs> TikTok to anybody because I've been, just I've, I've explained it at length at nauseum I would almost say on the podcast and I mean I think it's going well and if you want to follow me there that's great and I think you should uh and if you want to tell a friend about the podcast that's maybe interested in the White Sox or maybe interested in some baseball uh that's also great so feel free I I definitely uh would I hope you I hope you hope you would like to do that uh I think I, I'm rambling here at the end of the podcast but you know that's if you, you've come here, you understand how this podcast goes. So, but that's going to be it. That's all, uh, that's all I got today. Thanks for listening.